Welcome back, Just a Bite listeners. We've got an exciting episode for you today focused on Ohio agriculture, Ohio's number one economy, and of course, the people who provide much of the food that we enjoy on our tables and on our plates day in and day out. We are so thrilled to have been partnering with Ohio's agricultural community for decades now, and we have a new frontier to explore. That's right. We're going to talk today about the USDA Local Food Purchase Assistance Program and how we are planning to implement it here in the state of Ohio. Enjoy! Well, we're really excited at the Ohio Association of Food Banks to have our partners from the Ohio Department of Agriculture joining us for today's Just a Bite episode, where we're going to dive in a little bit deeper on a new partnership that we have launching in Ohio, the USDA Local Food Purchase Assistance Cooperative Agreement Program, which we are shortening and calling Ohio CAN uh, here amongst our partners. We're so excited to launch this program, and I'm really excited to have our special guests with us today to talk through what it's going to mean for Ohio agriculture, as well as the Ohioans that are experiencing food insecurity and food hardship that we serve every day in our network. So I'm going to invite each of our special guests to introduce themselves and maybe share with our listeners one thing that our listeners should know about you or maybe one story about you that might help them understand what Ohio agriculture means to you. So I will start with our special guest, Tracy Inahar, Assistant Director of the Ohio Department of Agriculture. Thank you, Jory. I'm excited to be here with you all to talk about Ohio CAN. It's an exciting project for the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And you know, I think to answer the question, what does agriculture mean to me? It, it's a hugely important um, area of focus, uh, industry for Ohio. It, it's our top industry in Ohio. And, and I think that sometimes surprises people, but food and agriculture employs one in eight Ohioans. So it's significant. And we are really happy to be a part of that structure. And the Ohio CAN project allows us to grow food and agriculture in a different and unique way. So um, that is exciting for me to be a part of that. And you know, one interesting fact about me as it relates to agriculture, I, I did not grow up in a, on a farm. My, my mom did. My mom grew up on a farm in Western Ohio. Um, but I did touch agriculture a little bit. And one fun fact, I received an honorable mention at the Auglaize County Fair for my sewing project in 4-H. So (laughs) I I haven't worked on a farm, um, but that is one connection that sometimes I can throw out in the community that I was active and involved in 4-H on things like cooking and sewing. Um, So that's, that's one fact, uh, that I wanted to share about agriculture. Well, that's wonderful. We love our 4-Hers, of course. So shout out to all the 4-Hers listening. And, um, you know, if if you've got any farming in your family line of history, which one way or the other, most of us do, um, if we reach far enough back, you know, it's in our blood. And like you said, Tracy, we're so lucky here in Ohio to have such readily 
ready access to locally grown foods and that it's such a huge part of our economy um definitely uh should not go unnoticed and underappreciated so thank you i'll now um ask ainsley to introduce herself she is newly the ohio can program manager for the ohio department of agriculture and we've just really enjoyed getting to know her so i'll give it to you yeah thank you jerry i'm also really excited to be here and talk more about ohio can um yeah so like tracy said um i also did not grow up like on a farm um, or having like you know super direct connections with agriculture but um, I really kind of have developed a passion for agriculture through studying at Ohio State. I just finished my degree in environmental sciences um, and just really came to love um, food and farming through that. Um, I started studying soil health and how soil contamination disproportionately affects low-income and black and brown communities and was pretty disheartened by this. And so um, at the time as well, I was working on a few farms and I love the work, but I really began to learn um, and understand the challenges that farmers face on a day-to-day basis from selling to growing and mental health and just all the struggles to make ends meet. Um, and so my experiences on these farms and during school the past few years have really led me to work on research projects that have analyzed like, the efficacy of urban farms, especially in mitigating local food insecurity. Um, and so what I've noticed is that a lot of farms have really struggled to gain um, neighborhood interest in buy-in. And so that is kind of why now I have this unique um, passion for farm to food assistance and why um, Ohio agriculture is so important to me and why I think Ohio can is um, really going to give us this unique opportunity to do the behind the scenes work of supporting farmers who have not historically had the same opportunities to sell to their local communities. Wow, well, that was incredibly well stated. Thank you for sharing with us your passions and kind of what you've explored as a student that you're now bringing to the table as a as a practitioner here in our state. We're lucky to have you. Um, and I'll finally invite my colleague, Carrie Harshberger, to introduce herself and um, share a little bit about her connection to agriculture with our listeners. Hi, everyone. I'm Carrie Harshberger, Food Resource Manager, working with Jory and the Ohio Association of Food Banks. And, you know, when I think about, um, you know, my connection with agriculture, I, I've always been drawn to it because I've always been enamored with stories. And to me, local food is the ultimate story. It's the story of our land. It's the story of those that raise and grow, that grow our food to the hands that prepare the ingredients into delicious dishes that can be the catalyst for the stories around our tables. Uh, and particularly with Ohio, you know, I think about when I first moved to Ohio about 10 years ago, I had just graduated college and was starting my own career path. Um, I had the privilege of doing a year of AmeriCorps with a Columbus-based food nonprofit called Local Matters, where I was teaching low-income families how to cook healthy, healthy foods on a budget. And as one of the founders was uh, at the time part of Great River Organics, we each received a CFA bag as a special perk. And every week, one of my coworkers would host a market bag dinner, as we called it, bringing together members of the community to try new recipes and share whatever delicious foods are in season at the time. And those dinners were so transformative to me. They were the first time you know, I got to try foods like kohlrabi and celery root 
Um, but, you know, really it was the creating um, of a new way of viewing, you know, food and community for me. So when my year ended with Local Matters, I knew that whatever I set my path towards would be working to recreate and capture the magic and warmth of community that I felt at that time. So that really kind of drove drove my passion for local foods. Um, I went on to work as a chef for different farm to table restaurants throughout Columbus and had the great opportunity of working with some wonderful mentors in the local foods field, including Dara Schwartz of Jarista Dips, uh, which was a small hummus company at the time. And I ran their production kitchen at the OSU pilot plant. And, you know, as that company grew, I saw my my story with agriculture and local foods growing. And I ended up working for a contract manufacturing company, you know, really hoping to work with small businesses as they scaled up in production. But, you know, I loved working in all those fields and the makers and producers and farmers that I met in each of them. But the piece that was always missing for me was access. Um, that's what, you know, I'm particularly excited for with the Ohio Can Project since it, feels like we're it's an opportunity to put these pieces together. You know, our local farmers and local food actors and organizations that have been doing this work for decades. And then of course, with our uh, to bring this food to their neighbors most in need. And one little fun fact I'll throw out, I did not grow up on a farm. I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, um, but when I moved to Ohio, I did work at Alpaca Farm for three years. So that's my fun little <laughs> random fact about me. Well, we have, uh, you have had just many lives in the world of agriculture. It's so interesting to hear about your path and your passion. And I'm just really excited about having the three of you gathered together for this uh, conversation. It's almost like breaking bread uh, with one another. So I hope that our listeners are enjoying um, something delicious as they listen uh, to our further conversation, specifically on Ohio Can. So, you know, Carrie, why don't you kick us off, if you wouldn't mind, could you just give our listeners maybe some background on the core goals of the Local Food Purchase Assistance Program? Like This is a program funded through the United States Department of Agriculture and their marketing service. So there are a lot of core goals that we're grounded in under their direction and guidance. So I'd love if you could share some of that with our listeners. Absolutely. So, you know, we have all felt the supply chain chain struggles over the last few years. Um, so, you know, when we think about the goals that the USDA AMS have laid out for this, you know, every, every farmer and producer that we are aiming to work with for this is gonna be within 400 miles with a particular focus, of course, to our Ohio farmers and suppliers. Um, so, you know, with this hope, you know, it really is aiming to uh, build on our local food systems you know, help folks scale up in production and provide a new, new opportunity and a steady market for growers and processors, and uh, particularly ones that have been socially and historically disenfranchised and, you know, left out of this system. You know, our aim is to reach a majority of um, farmers, ranchers, uh, processors that are socially disadvantaged, including our BIPOC growers out there, women-owned um, businesses, uh, veteran-owned, you know, so you're really providing this, um, you know, connecting these, these folks that are, are, are out there with our food bank system and, and having this be a viable market for them, you know, first time that we'll, we're 
you know, able to purchase at market rates, uh, which is really exciting. Uh, so paying paying higher dollar prices and um, to make this profitable for, for folks involved. And then, um, you know, another big piece of this too is providing foods that we don't typically have access to within our TFAP net network. Um, you know, food banks for a long time have, you know, relied heavily on USDA commodities and, you know, with supply chain struggles, these have become, you know, just unfortunately like everything less and less reliable. So, you know, both reaching the fresh produce, protein and dairy items out there that you know, we haven't been able to uh, reliably access uh, in the past few years. And then also new foods that just typically aren't part of our commodity networks, more specialty products. Uh, we're aiming to, uh, you know, particularly source culturally appropriate foods for our, for our new American communities, thinking like goat and mushrooms, fresh herbs, it's these higher dollar niche foods um, that you know we just don't typically see um, you know in our purchasing and uh, you know and lastly you know I'd say a, a big goal you know with this knowing that we're we're aiming to you know help our local food system that we really are trying to create a sustainable and scalable model uh, for our farm to food bank programs uh, to thrive in the future uh, we've been really lucky, I'd say in the state of Ohio that we've had an agricultural clearance program funded through the state for the last three decades now. Um, and so, you know, really this is hoping to grow on that program and, you know, help other farmers and producers access uh, that program as well. So, you know, we will try and have best practices throughout this with our food bank staff and, you know, see this as an opportunity to bring in uh, for local vendors to speak and see how we can work with them better and make this a valuable option for them both both now and in the future. Thank you for that, Carrie. Yeah, and I mean, for our listeners who have joined us before or who are more familiar with how we operate in the, in the Hunger Relief Network across Ohio, um, you'll know that we uh, currently are serving roughly one in 10 Ohioans regularly and, and others um, you know, episodically. So about a million people in Ohio are regularly counting on us as a staple source of food. So, you know, we really feel an obligation to make sure we're giving them adequate access to a variety of local wholesome foods. And this is a really cool way to do that. So, you know, I'd love to invite you, Tracy, to dive into that a little bit deeper about what are Ohio's specific goals for this program and you know why is the Department of Agriculture in particular excited about marketing this opportunity to to the ag community. Thanks Dory. I, I, I would love to talk about that and what some of our goals and, and interests um, are. So the Ohio Department of Agriculture is primarily a regulatory agency so this is a new space for us. And, and I think that is what makes it exciting. Um, and it, when I think about what, what our agency has typically done, we're, we are charged with keeping, helping to keep the food supply chain healthy. Um, so we, we certainly are focused on plant safety, food safety, animal health safety. So we have inspectors and staff and laboratories on our campus here in Reynoldsburg 
with that focus. So there are standards for ensuring safe and healthy food. And a lot of times we'll, we'll ensure that those standards are met and we'll take samples from different food supplies too and test them in our laboratory here in Reynoldsburg. Um, and that's, it's a great mission. You were proud of that work and we know that it's important and that people may not realize it's happening behind the scenes, but we know it's critical to make sure that what you're eating is, is safe food. Um, so this opportunity through Ohio Can opens another door and we're really excited about that. And Carrie touched a little bit on the pandemic and the realities that, that we realized here in Ohio with the pandemic and the fact that our food supply chain, it, it's a little wobbly. Um, and we know that we can strengthen it by expanding those local opportunities. And at ODA, we, we did, we realized it and saw it firsthand in the meat processing world. Mm -hmm. So during the pandemic and in the height of COVID, uh, you, we were seeing that our Ohio producers who traditionally send a lot of, of their animals to processing outside of the state to larger, larger plants, those plants were being impacted by COVID and it was starting to slow down that food supply chain. And that, that means something that's impactful for, for families who, who, who need food and count on, you know, that food being in their grocery store. So we know that there's value to, to expanding that food supply chain. And, and that's what I think of Ohio can and this project, this program being about, you know, we, we want to grow the number of producers who sell local Ohio products into the system. And then on the back end, we want to expand to, to families who need that food. Um, to get through a day. So we're really excited about that opportunity. It's, it's different for us. So um, yeah, I, I think that's, that's a good explanation of what, what we see as, as the goal and value for ODA. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're definitely also journeying alongside you on, on all of the new and exciting elements about this program and project design and so really excited to be learning together and um, you know it's just really great to to have our department of agriculture so invested and involved um, at the center of this work so you know on, on that note I would love Ainsley to hear more from you you know how can local vendors the ones that we're talking about that we want to work with on this project how can they learn more about the program and how they can get involved and and maybe you could also peel back some more layers for us about what you and Carrie have planned and are thinking about in the way of work that you have um, you know coming up in the future yeah so we have a lot in the works right now um, as we're getting started um, I'll start with first we We'll be having our website on the Ohio Department of Agriculture's platform, which is um, going to be linked in the show notes. Uh, so there you will be able to find an overview about the program and resources about, you know, which products are eligible for the program. And then also there you'll find a link to our producer and vendor registration form. Um, there you will just fill out your basic contact info and some information about what products you have to sell. and then. After filling that out, you'll be put in contact um, with Carrie to go over some more details about purchasing and distribution. 
we also have quite a few conferences and events planned. Um, so we're going to be attending the Ohio Produce Growers and Marketers Association Conference on January 16th. So that's pretty soon after the new year. And then also the OFA conference. So the Ohio um, Ecological Food and Farming Association Conference in February, as well as the Ohio Small Farm Conference in March. Um, and then later in the year, we'll be at Farm Science Review in the Black Farming Conference. So those dates will also be posted on our website so you can know where to find us and get some more information. We're also really hoping and planning to work with Ohio State Extension and Central State Extension since you know they have officers with resources for farmers in every single county of Ohio. Um, and Central State especially focuses their extension work on minority farmers and small and beginning farmers. So we're also in the process of planning some working lunches for early in the new year and vendor meetings um, across the state for different stakeholders as well as producers. So we can meet producers where they are at and hopefully create some more opportunities to support them and distribution partners as we get started with rolling out the program. That's so neat. It's really, uh, I think, serving as a catalyst to get uh, conversations and relationships moving and building and we'll have so much to continue to grow on as we um, continue to build out not only this program, but those partnerships and those, sure. um, yeah, the way that we all work together and, and um, leverage one another's expertise and, um, you know, contribute support and and uh, best practices to one another. So I'm, I'm just so excited about that. So I hope you all caught that listeners and we'll make sure to um, like, like Ainsley shared in the show notes, you'll be able to visit the website where you'll have access to all of those resources. And I'm sure that Carrie and Ainsley will look forward to seeing you out in the field um, in the months to come to learn more about the program. It is really all about relationships, you know? So we wanna be in relationship with the ag community on this. And then of course also our, Hunger Relief Network. So, you know, Carrie, would you mind just giving our listeners a couple of broad examples about how food banks will use these foods a little bit differently or to supplement what we normally are able to do in our network? You know, the goal of this really is to reach underserved communities in our TFAP network. So, you know, we are seeing this as a more, you know, targeted outreach approach and an opportunity to support different food banks on pilot programs that they might be doing uh, with their, within their food banks. Ones that I'm particularly excited for, you know, some of our food banks are working to have these funds support medically tailored boxes for people with diabetes and hypertension um, and also uh, culturally appropriate foods for WIC participants. And a lot are focusing on providing fresh produce and protein uh, for their mobile markets and uh, others are using it to support school pantry programs. So I think it's really exciting to see how each food bank is, you know, choosing to use these funds in a way that's most meaningful to them, uh, which I think is gonna be just a really rich opportunity uh, to, to, to try out new things and um, use these funds in the ways that are most meaningful, meaningful to each. And you know, we, we are also you know, working with Ohio Department of Education on this, um, you know, seeing if there's ways to connect, to connect our food banks you know, with folks in their system that, you know, um, are, are 
could use these funds as well. So, you know, there's just a lot of opportunities as we've talked about for different partnerships to evolve over this and bring together different actors that, you know, perhaps have been siloed, you know, in their past in their, in their own little fields, you know, you know, this, this is about relationships and broadening those, this broadening those. So, you know, it's really exciting to see how this is all going to unfold and um, yeah, more to come on, on specifics, yeah. but there are some exciting projects in the work for our food banks. Yeah, thank you. I mean, you know, it's just if it's helpful to note as, as well for our listeners, you know, we normally, of course, are working on in a world of volume. Our role is to really try to um, locate resources in bulk or, you know, we're rescuing foods that are close to code from our retail and manufacturer partners. We're rescuing surplus agricultural product that doesn't have um, you know, doesn't have a viable market necessarily aside from our food distributions. And normally we're really geared to be thinking about how much food can we bring in for the least amount of funds, right? Because we have so many people who are counting on us to keep them fed um, when they're struggling to make ends meet and experiencing food hardship. And, you know, often we of course have to sacrifice what kind of products we're able to bring in, um, how regularly and consistently we're, we're able to bring them in because we're reliant on a lot of factors outside of our control that other uh, food procurement bodies and entities would, would otherwise not be limited by. So, you know, it's something that we're definitely learning through too and, and growing into a different mindset on this. And that's really cool. So um, it's been so great to learn from all of you. You know, I'd love to invite y'all to provide any other final comments or thoughts about the program. Um, if you have them, uh, I'll start with Tracy, if you wanted to jump in with any other final thoughts. Thanks, Joy. And it's it's been great. Uh, hopefully our listeners are understanding and appreciating this new opportunity and we'll check out our website and think about connections they might be able to make with friends and family. Um, but Ohio can, it opens the door for us, for us, you know, the big us, uh, ODA and the age, other agencies we're working with in the Ohio Food Banks Association to support agriculture, farmers and producers in a way that you we haven't normally had the opportunity to engage in. So our role will be to market this opportunity to get more farmers and producers interested. And it makes me think too about how we can build on that in the future. So it's a great opportunity for us. Um, and you know, hopefully it's just the beginning of work that we can do to help buy local, get farmers involved and, and help feed hungry families. So thank you. Thank you so much. Ainsley, did you want to share any final thoughts with our listeners? Um, yeah. So just to kind of echo Tracy, you know, this program is all about just expanding the number of producers that get the opportunity to be involved with Ohio's food system. So the, you know, opportunities are just really li limitless and you know, we really are going to prioritize building relationships with Ohio producers and community members. And so I just, you know, I really welcome as our program starts to kick off and as we, um, you know, talk with producers and, you know, as you all are listening to this to just send feedback our way too. And, you know, we want to hear how we can best serve you too and how, 
you know, what your thoughts are about expanding partnerships for the years to come. Absolutely. Carrie? Yeah, I was going to say something very similar to Ainsley and, you know, and, and Tracy too, you know, just this really is a, an exciting opportunity to expand the work that we're doing uh, with our agriculture community in Ohio and local producers and, and, and processors and, you know, yeah, I think it's going to be a learning experience for, for everyone involved and we're excited to, we're excited for, for the process and, and the learning experience. So uh, yes, definitely, I think, you know, this is going to be a program where we welcome feedback throughout and really just are hoping for a conversation, you know, to open the doors to conversation for this um, and, and see when, where it takes off. Um, yeah, so that we can, you know, continue to do this work for, for the years to come. Yeah, well, I look forward to having you all back maybe in a year or so for uh, a follow up episode so that we can hear about all the success that you've had um, early on in implementation. So thank you all for your time today. Uh, and thanks our listeners for joining us. Wow, well, I'm sure you enjoyed that as much as I did. It was so great to learn from Tracy Ainsley and Carrie about this new frontier of working together. And what's really exciting is that in September, the U.S. Department of Agriculture announced that it will provide additional funds to expand the local food purchase assistance program. So we're really excited to learn more about what that means for our work on Ohio CAN. And I'll just close by sharing kind of the grounding that USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack shared in that announcement in September. Funding these initiatives, he said, is paramount in the fight against hunger and further demonstrates the USDA's commitment to strengthen food and nutrition security. We must ensure Americans have access to safe, healthy, affordable food for longevity and optimal health. So we're really excited about the focus that the administration at the federal level, as well as here at the state level, has on both strengthening and making our agricultural communities resilient going into the future and the challenges ahead in that sector, and then also making sure that there's equitable access to that wonderful food across all of our communities. So thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next time.